Hey everyone, it's Joe. So, uh, we were supposed to release episode five of Murder House Flip. You, you should have had it in your feed already. But, uh, Lori got, uh, busy with school. Cause, you know, she started this new school. So we've pushed off the recording until the end of the week. So I wanted to make sure that you got something very special. Um, so I'm re- I, I didn't think about it. I was like, what am I going to do? And then I realized there's one episode. So two years ago was when I first conceived of the idea of going on hiatus. And it was supposed to be in the summer of 2020. I was going to go on hiatus. <clears throat> and, uh, and it didn't happen. But two years ago, in preparation, because what I wanted to do was record a bunch of, of extra shows in preparation for the summer of 2020. So two years ago, I recorded... Uh, no, we, Lori and I started to do a show called, uh, Breaking Legs. And the plan was to go to eight, uh, musicals and high school musicals and review them as if they were serious, legitimate Broadway style musicals. And we, we actually landed up going to three, but we only recorded one episode. Okay. And so we have one episode in the can. It's ready to go. I remember I edited it and I think I edited it. And did everything two years ago and then put it away. And um, here's the one thing I do know, though, is I wasn't happy with this episode. So the original plan was to re-record this episode. Because we had our notes and the programs. Re-record this episode. So actually, this episode was never meant to be aired. We were never going to air this episode. This was like a pilot episode that was going to be scrapped. And you guys would have only heard the re-recorded episode one because there wasn't going to originally be a structure and I realized it needed a structure. So this episode, I will already tell you, I remember was all over the motherfucking place. We couldn't remember things. I'm not saying it was necessarily a good episode, but I'm sure people like hearing me and Lori talk. And so there might be funny things. I have not listened to it. I'll probably listen to it tomorrow when I, after I've released it, but uh, I wanted to, for you guys, exclusive tier. You, sh- you should probably get exclusive content. This show will, this is another one of those exclusive tier episodes that will never trickle down. It will always be exclusive tier content uh, because I don't think it's very good. I don't know. I don't remember. You guys tell me. But I think the concept for the show is good, but I would I would record it now like we do Drag Race Recap with breaking down the plot and talking about what happened and blah, 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 blah. Give it more structure. But this one's very unstructured. So I hope you enjoy the unaired Lost Pilot for a show that happened didn't happen because of the pandemic, Breaking Legs. Enjoy. Welcome to Breaking Legs with Joe Batanz and Lori Roggenkamp. It, this is a podcast, this is episode one of this podcast, where we review high school musical productions as if they were legitimate theatrical productions. We also happen to have special guests. Like, for instance, today we have special guest, Congressman Devin Nunes. Belle Gibson. <laughs> President Jimmy Car... Oh... <laughs> Wait, Jimmy Carter's dead? No, he just fell. Oh, he fell. Oh. Yeah. 
And by the <clears> way, <throat> he fell like for the second time in like two weeks. I'm like, can somebody please walk with this man? Yeah. Jimmy Carter's walker. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Megan Markle's emotions. Taryn Egerton as Elton John. Jennifer Aniston's Instagram. Amber Riley. Hillary Burton. Ed Harris and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Broderick. Julianne Moore. Jane Polly. journalist Dominic Dunn on this episode of Breaking Legs. Oh, welcome to episode one of Breaking Legs. People who know our stuff really well will know this is the uh, former theme song uh, for our old show Fat Camp. We didn't used to have special guests on Fat Camp. We have them, on, uh, we have them here on... Um, <laughs> In keeping with the theme of Fat Camp, I just ate something the size of my arm, so... <laughs> Oh, you know what? We I think we have to do this intro again. You know what? I'm not going to cut this out. I'm not going to edit the show. Let's just do the beginning. As if the show has always existed. Okay? And then I'm going to fade out. We won't do the guess or anything. All right? Wait, we, what? You, you just go with me on this. Just go okay. with me on this. Welcome to Breaking Legs with Joe Batant and Lori Roggenkamp. This week we're reviewing a high school musical production of Sister Act. That was it. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I'm not going to do the special guests or anything, unless you want to. Yeah, the whole reason to do that intro is to do special guests. With Uma Thurman. Octomom. Elon Musk. El Chapo's son, Los Chapitos. <laughs> Carl Sr. Carl's Jr., the third. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. Rose McGowan. Sam Waterston. Jared Leto. Jane Fonda. Queen Latifah's girlfriend. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Matthew Broderick. I feel we did Matthew Broderick already. Yeah, we did. He's He can be our guest twice. Oh, okay. And um, Tom Cruise, all in this edition of Breaking Legs. Oh, Matthew wow. Broderick is is a he can be on this show more than once. Are you a big Matthew Broderick fan? Um, for the show, yeah. Hmm. Everyone, would know, I want everyone to know that this show was delayed because uh, Lori had to eat a burrito. Yeah. Well, first off, I was willing to not eat the burrito. 
But then you were like, no, I don't want you to not eat the burrito. Well, yeah, I don't so want you to be stuffing I a burrito, burrito on your, I don't want you stuffing a burrito while you're on your way to uh, your physical, your personal trainer. Now, you know, we went to go see a high school production. Now, for, this is the first episode of the show, Breaking Legs. So let me get kind of into what the show is. <clears throat> on this show, we are going to do, I think, somewhat serious reviews, as serious as you and I can be, Lori. Somewhat serious reviews of high school musical musical productions. Um, uh, like for instance, we're doing sister. They did a, a sister act at this high school. We're never going to name the kids. We're never going to name the high school. Okay. Oh, I thought we were going to get into their lives. I had been mm-hmm. Instagram stalking. <laughs> so the, have I, but just for students. purely creepy reasons. Yeah. So and, I, I had some I had some tea about who was dating whom. Hmm. But one of the things I also want to talk about is our experience of going to the show. And this one is one that I have a lot of things to talk about. So Lori and I decided to go see the evening, the Saturday night production of Sister Act the Musical. Which, by the way, Lori, did you even know there was a Sister Act the Musical? I feel like I had heard that there, but I thought that it was in process. You know, like it was one of those things where I thought, oh, they're, they're writing the musical. Yeah. And so then I was like, when I heard that it was, they were doing, I was like, oh, maybe they're doing a, like a musicalized version of the movie. But no, it's, it's an actual musical. Well, here's the other thing too. I thought it was going to be a jukebox musical. Do you know what a jukebox musical is? Is it where they play songs from the jukebox? Well, I think you're not too far off. No, it's, it's, it's when they take songs that already exist, like popular songs that already exist and they cram them into the story. Does that make sense? Oh, so like Mamma Mia. Yes, Mamma Mia is a classic, probably the most successful jukebox musical, right? Okay. But yeah, like Mamma Mia is a perfect example. And so I thought it was going to be because, you know, the, the original sister act has very famous uh, songs that they and – that, and what's funny is that maybe that's one of the reasons why the musical itself doesn't work is the whole joke of it is that the nuns are singing songs that are already famous but converting yeah. them into holy songs. Yeah, they're just replacing um – like uh, a stand by my man, they say stand by my God. Yeah, exactly. But I think the big one is like I will follow him, which is a yeah. 1950s rock song. But they sing it like they're talking about God, and I think that's sort of like the big joke. But they can't do that in this musical because it's not a jukebox musical. They wrote music for it, and so they try to make it seem like these like. Well, then how is it different from any church song? Is my question. Yeah. You're like oh, and also I feel like not. I mean. I get this. I think is also an issue with the musical. Not, not anything that the kids did, but the musical is the story itself. I feel like is a little like the movie lacks a certain nuance, but it gets away with it because it has Whoopi Goldberg and Maggie Smith mm-hmm. and you know Harvey Keitel, yeah. and there's like a a sort of like you kind of allow yourself to go okay. It, it's everything's happening a little fast, but. Yeah. I'll go along with this. Whereas the musical, I feel like has, excuse me, a similar tempo, but it, because it's not as the, the actors are not, or the story is not as charismatic. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're like, okay, well this makes no sense. Like it makes no sense why she would go to a church. It makes no sense why the one nun would just automatically hate her unless it's racism, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, I think the problem inherently is, and you and I were talking about this a little bit in the car, but for the, what we're talking about right now, we'll get to the specifics in a bit. 
is Sister Act the movie was a star vehicle for Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. You know, essentially created for Whoopi Goldberg. So to then take a movie that's essentially created for a particular star and try to cram somebody else into it, you're either doing an impersonation, you're doing an impersonation of that star, or it fails, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and I don't see how and, – and we'll get into the specifics of it when we get into the actual musical. But what I want to talk about right now is actually the experience of going to see it. So we went to see an evening performance of this show. And so yeah. La- La- Laurie and I agreed to meet for dinner – before we go. Now, by the way, there are so many options to eat for dinner. But when we're playing this, Lori's like, I don't. I only want to eat a salad. Okay. I just wanted a chicken Caesar salad. So, basically, we landed up at Island's Restaurant, which is a small chain, like a burger joint. Yeah. And, well, but but, but here's the deal is that we assumed, <laughs> and I will say that this high school needs to get their marketing department and fire them, right? Yeah. Even if it's just kids, kick them out of the school. Nowhere, because I had to go get the tickets and everything like that and look into the play and everything. Nowhere does it say, hey, alert. This play is not happening at our high school. It's happening at another high school. Yeah. Okay. So I just assumed that it was at the high school. So we, we our initial plan was to park our car. Oh, no, that's not true. Our initial plan was to meet at the high school, and I said... Meet at the high school, yeah. Yeah, and I said, Lowry, listen, why don't... Just on the phone, we're not even there yet, right? I go, why don't I... Why don't you leave your car, and then I'll drive you to the restaurant, which is around the corner from the high school. And she says, no, I'm afraid they're going to tow my car. And no, I, not at the high school. Well, I was talking about when, when we switched it, and we were going to drive to Islands. And we then I said, the- and then I said, okay, well, what if I leave my car there and you drive me? And she goes, I don't want you in my car. I didn't, I didn't say it that way. I said, well, me saying I didn't want to leave my car wasn't an invitation for you to get in my car. So, yeah. <laughs> so you were, cause you were just like, all right, well then I'll leave my car. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want you in my car. So yeah, weird. I don't know. All right. So then we, it's we, just dirty. We get to the high school. Okay, and there's sign number one is that there's no one at this high school, right? I it, should have known that there was an issue because I had to literally push open a gate in order to true? get into the parking lot. Is that true? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So when I show, so that means you beat me there. So I show up, and yeah, I, I, I so I'm like because my well my first sign was when I drive to the parking lot. It says. Performing arts building and there's a giant fence and construction equipment all around the theater and that they're going to about to bulldoze this theater and build a new one. You yeah. Know? I'm like, okay, that's not good. But I was thinking, well, maybe they're going to do it in the gym or maybe they're going to do it in some sort of like multi-purpose room or something like that. So I get out of the car to go look and that's when Lowry sees me and she calls me and she's like, what are you doing? And I go, I'm going to go look for this theater. And I go stay there. I know. I, I I give you a task. I say, why don't you actually look? Maybe they've announced where it's going to be. Okay. Oh yeah, and that's when I looked it up. Yeah, that's when you looked it up. I want to say, and Laurie, I'm not even being funny. Walking through that school at that time was probably one of the scariest moments of 2019 for me. Really? It, yes, it was super desolate. Like literally, like. Like, you could tell just walking on campus, there wasn't a soul anywhere near this building. This campus, right? It's a giant campus, okay? And it looked at the setting for a horror film. Like, there's, like, 
you know, like when you see a horse, if you were going to, if you were going to like school campus, um, uh, this is what it would look like if it was a horror film. Like there's like, you know, the sign for like the big football game, but it's like half torn off, you know, and it's just sort of hanging there. It was also really windy and kind of cloudy that day. And it was a little windy. Yeah. yeah. And so the wind is blowing and it's cloudy. And then I heard like noise, right? Like, like clang, 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 right? And I clang, clang goes the trolley. Yeah. And when I, uh, went, when I went to, well, this is why I wasn't going to go investigate, but when I walked by, it was just like a, a murder of crows, like ripping apart garbage. You know, they're gigantic crows. Yeah. And then I keep walking around. And this is a huge campus. I keep walking around and they have like an electronic, like, um, message board. It's huge. They're in the middle of the quad and have like video content and stuff like that. And it's just plain content, but there's nobody around. And I was like, I want to get the fuck out of this school. There clearly there's no play going on. What I was looking for was a sign that said the play is at this place, but there's no signs promoting the play. Okay. Yeah. So finally, it's, it's funny you say that because right when I got there, there was like a dump truck filled with dead bodies that was leaving the school. <laughs> you know, and I was right. like, that seems weird. I kind of want to go on an evening on a Saturday and just walk through there again and and film because <laughs> people would understand what I was talking about. Anyway, uh, that wouldn't look weird. No, that wouldn't look weird. But um, so Lori calls me around then and says, "Oh, I found out where it is. It's this other school, which is like across town." Like, it was like the performing center. It was like the Bonaparte. It was like a completely. It was like they had their own center, yeah. which was nice. I mean, it was a. It was a nice. It was a a very nice like small theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I go, okay. Well, let me walk out of my car. I'm almost out of the school anyway, and uh, we can go to Islands. I walk out of the school. This Lori, I can already see her car. Ahead. She didn't even wait for me. I even said like, oh my god, Lori, it's so scary. I feel like I might get murdered. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost out of school. Vroom! Lori just takes off. So then what do you I, think I'm going to do? Stick around and watch you get murdered? So then so I, go, I can get murdered as well? So then I go, listen, Lowry. Somebody's got to be there to tell your story. I go, Lowry, listen. Go When you go to the restaurant, because that's around dinner time. I said, when you go to the restaurant, do me a favor. Put our name in so that <laughs> you can... Uh, because i'm way ahead of you Mm -hmm. i'm way ahead of you and you're like so when obviously when you get there before me put our names in and i was like Mm -hmm. got it i will do that (laughs) say that again what sorry what were you saying i said i was way ahead of you so when when you called me and said when you get there obviously before me Mm mm-hmm put our names in and i said got it i will yeah. do that yeah and then like, yeah so then i, I want to say car. five minutes went by yeah i get in my car i drive over there okay and i go where's where's lowry right and i walk into the restaurant no sign of lowry so i call lowry and i go where are you and she goes what are you talking about i go i'm at i'm in islands and no goes, i called you uh-huh and I said, because I had put in the address on my maps of the the theater. Okay. So I, for, I forgot that we were going, I forgot to put in islands. Yeah. So I was driving to the theater and I realized that and I was like, oh, I got to do, go back and go to islands. So I called you. Luckily, it was only like two minutes, two, five to two minutes away. And so I was able to get there pretty soon. 
Yeah. But so yeah. We, we get there. And Lowry orders like a club soda. And uh, and then she orders a salad. And I'm like, you know what? Go Lowry. Because I ordered, I'm not going to lie, cheese fries with bacon on it. You know? And I could see this yes. Lowry. She was eyeing these fries. Like, like you would have thought it was uh, Uma Thurman lying on the table. I did have some of those fries. You I did. was really excited about it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I didn't even want the fries. I just wanted you to suffer. That's why I ordered them. Can we also talk about the level of attractiveness of the the people who worked at that islands? The Buck like, Boys were so fucking hot. It do was, they hire from like the Victoria's Secret catalog? Like what the how are the those people working there as some as part of like some like reality TV show called Hot Models? For I don't know. Uh, model Island, and it's just uh, models who work at islands. I don't know. They were so hot. <clears throat> so anyway, we finish dinner. We go to the we go to the theater, and we get there, and we're actually kind of early. We get some good parking. Then I see the sign. They don't take cards. Which again, they, you should think they would announce that on the website. Like, listen, we only take. By the way, cash or checks. But then what's crazier, so it's in like, it's like a yellow, yellow piece of paper, Mm -hmm. right? And they have it written in very tiny font, check or card, okay? Or cash or check only, okay? Then there's like even tinier font. Yeah, tiny, like like eight point. Yeah, underneath that, which we didn't even read until we got up to it, close up to it, that said... If you want to pay by card, go online to this. What? So we could have paid by card. We could have totally paid by but, card. But so it was just like, why? I don't understand why they don't make it more public. Like it was almost like they were trying to get it so people wouldn't pay by card. Yeah. So then I had to drive to Seven Eleven. That was so hard to get this because the, the school where we were watching the play at actually, it was in this really awkward place. So like I actually couldn't just go there and come back. I had to do all these illegal things. It was awful. So I go to Seven Eleven, get the cash, come back. Then we buy the. T- I'm not going to. Let me just say this: buying the tickets. This I don't know how this school does it. Because I did. I did plays in high school. Did you? Did you do plays in high school, Lori? What's your history with theater? I did do a lot of plays. I did plays through a, a different theater company. Mm-hmm. But I, my school, we had. Um, we would do choir shows, but it would just be like a co- a, a compilation of songs. So they weren't oh, okay. like. We would take like songs from like. Um, what's that? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah, we would okay. take songs from like we would do song like in sync songs mm-hmm. and you know just like random songs, popular songs. Yeah, and then we would do dance dances to them, but they didn't really have like there wasn't like a through line or anything. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. When I now, by the way, this is years and years ago. They had it where they you went, oh, you ordered the ticket. They give you a print. They had t- people who they had a company that printed the tickets for them. You know, and then yeah. when you order a ticket, we about to be like, here you go. This one was this complicated thing where they, you paid the cash and then they type your name into an Excel spreadsheet. And like, even if they, but you know what? Even if they would have just paid the ticket, it gave me one of those like raffle tickets, you know? Yeah. Would have been fine. I don't know. It was a super lame way. So it, it was general seating. So we go in there. And, and then there was the big hubbub because people who were apparently quote unquote season ticket holders, which I was oh, like, yeah why you know like Mm -hmm. that's something you need to reevaluate but people who were quote-unquote season ticket holders were um 
were upset because they they usually are able to get in first, but they they didn't get they weren't able to get in first. So and then like they there was a mix up as to who how which door they could enter through, yeah, and so was everybody whole, was lined up at one yeah, door. It and, was a whole weird thing. And just also, you should know. I don't want to get too into because we've got twenty one minutes. Haven't talked about the show yet. This Lori had a piece so badly she was sweating oh. like a whore in church in line. Finally, she just barged her way into the theater. I just asked. I said, I'm sorry to be a pain. Can I just go use the bathroom? And then uh, it timed out perfectly because I went in, used the bathroom, walked out, and then you were walking in the other direction, other side, other door. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. All right. So let's talk. So Lori and I get some seats uh, and we and we sit down. We have, you know, I don't know why these people are so worried, the season ticket holders. There were plenty of seats. It wasn't sold out. Yeah. I was a little upset because, like, halfway through the first act, this Asian family sits oh, yeah. right in front of us. Right in front of them. There's, and there's plenty of seats, and by the way. there's plenty of seats all over the place. Like, there's – it's – like, you – we we were even like contemplating whether or not we should sit together because we were like it's so roomy that we yeah. could sit we could sit like a little bit apart of each yeah. other. We we're like, well, if we want to talk to each other, we, yeah, it's going to be a pain. So we ended up sitting next to. But yeah, this and then the mom who was the anytime I like laughed or cla or anything would just like kind of turn her head to the side and be like, <sighs> like she was upset that I was making noise and I oh, almost really? wanted. Yeah, she was. She was. Wow. Annoying. We're gonna list Lori. The whole show is like. <laughs> well, I was coughing. I will say that I was coughing. Yeah. You okay. know, I struggle on a on a regular basis to breathe. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's an ongoing thing. So okay, so let's talk about the show itself. So let's talk big picture to little picture. We already talked about what did you actually think? Let me ask you this question, Lori. Forget, we'll get into the, the details of each performer, of each actor, of anything like that. What did you think of this high school's performance uh, of Sister Act the Musical? Give it a grade from A to F. I would say C plus. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I, yeah. I, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to be mean or judgmental in a, in a sense, because you could tell that they were definitely trying, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was no performer there was like, I'm I'm the coolest and I don't need to try. Yeah. You know, they were oh, definitely really? all trying. I don't know if I agree with that, but keep going. Keep going. Oh, OK. So they, I felt like they were all trying. Uh, but the musical as a whole, it felt like I was watching because it was just not a not not a lot of enunciation. It felt like I was watching a, a musical in a different language, and I was just like, I got, I'm just going to have to get the gist, because uh-huh. like, I just could not hear what any of the people were saying. They spoke so fast during the dialogue parts, mm-hmm. and then the singing, they were so... they uh, Some of them had uh, profound voices, which is, I guess, how I'm going to say it, because it, they were good, but they weren't... They weren't like reined in so mm-hmm. they kind of went all over the place yeah so i couldn't even hear what they were saying when they were singing because they were mm-hmm. so busy going like we will address that but go ahead so um so yeah i felt i felt like i was listening to somebody speak somebody uh watching a musical in a completely different language uh-huh. and i was just like i got the gist but but i will say there were some very cute moments um and I thought that the um, 
I thought that they all were trying. And I will say that the one reason why I think I give it a C plus is because I feel like one of the big issues they had was that was completely out of their control was technical issues. Those dumb microphones kept going in and out. And then they had uh, whoever was running the sound, whoever was pressing play on the CD that ran the backing track for the music was not doing a very good job. So, so that was frustrating. So, but other than that, yeah, I liked it. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to give it just a flat C. It's tough though, because this is the first musical we're seeing. So we have no point of reference. Maybe, you know, what's so funny. We might see a bunch of shows this year and then we think like, actually, so we, I'm going to give ourselves the opportunity to come to revisit Sister Act. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Because who knows? We might end up being like, this was great. Yeah. You know what? This, compared to the other shows, this was great, you know, but based on what I've seen and based on theater that I've seen and whatnot, I'm going to give it a C even, to, and then that doesn't include, look, if I was comparing it to real theater, give it an F, but uh, c- taking into account the high school kids, having done high school shows when I was in high school, I'm going to give it a C, and here's why. One, you're right. The technical issues, because I'm I'm not just grading the performances. I'm grading the directing. I'm grading the technical side of things, the music, the this. The, even, I'll be honest with you, even the ticket-taking process. How was oh, so it? so all of that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny, because then technically I'm harsher than you. Because I was judging solely based off music and performance, but yeah, I guess I guess if I had to put all that in, I would probably say C okay. as well. So I'm giving it a C, right? Now, because also this director, who we actually happened to get to see because she it was the final show, so she came out and did the whole speech that we left during the middle of it. We were like, no. And she was dressed wacky, and it was one of these things. I got the sense that she's one of those directors that's too involved in the kids' lives and wants to be friends with the kids. Right. Well, I don't think that was the director, though. I think what didn't they have a student director? Well, no, they have a student director who assists, but no, I think she directed. The, I think she's listed as a director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm wrong. Maybe. Yeah. I'm wrong. So, um, so she she's dressed in like a big giant blonde afro and is dressed like a crazy person. Okay. Well, that was because she said that she was trying to get over five thousand dollars for donations, and she said that if the students brought in over five thousand five five thousand dollars that she would they could pick her outfits for closing night um every for the whole year so that then that was the outfit they chose anyway she goes to give a speech um terrible casting ideas and i think they for ultimately too, she's obviously a theater director so she chose the show uh, I think it was a terrible show to choose. I would have chosen this show. It's inappropriate for a high school. It's inappropriate for this high school. And um, I think they did a mediocre job living up to the characters. I think, look, ultimately, it's also just a weak show. It's a weak musical, right? And so then you ask yeah. these kids to make to take already a weak property and then make it even halfway decent. I mean, I don't know. But see, that's that's all stuff that's out of their control. No, I don't also, care. I mean, I'm, that's not casting. My, I'm not taking that into consideration. My job, Laurie, as the critic, is what did I see? But what I'm saying is, like casting wise, you know, you can't you can't necessarily go with, okay, well, we don't have this, so we can't do the show. You know, I'm sure the kids. That's not my problem. That's not my problem. My oh, problem okay. is, I saw a show. Now, by the way, you can use whatever criteria you're going to use to critique this. I'm saying. I paid money for this show. I was promised Sister Act. I was pres- promised uh, 
uh, a theatrical performance, and I, my, I get the duty to critique it. And and what I'm saying now, I will I will put a lot of the the fault in this in the hands of the director. Even when I criticize the kids, in this case, when I criticize the cast or the actors, I think a lot of it isn't their fault. I think a lot of it is the director's fault for having them do this. If that makes any yeah. kind of sense. I don't think that the girl who played um, Whitney or Whitney, <laughs> the girl who played. Uh, um, Oh God, Whoopi Goldberg's character. I don't think that she consciously was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk in a very stereotypical jive kind of way. Mm-hmm. I probably the, the one or more of the directors mentioned that she should do that. So, well, okay. That, so let's, so let's get into the story. Let's get into the specifics. So the story of Sister Act, we're going to, I'm going to do this off the top of my head. Act they one. keep it pretty good. They keep it pretty close to the story, which yeah. is shocking. Did you actually find him watching the movie, Lori? Yeah, I watched the movie. Oh, okay. So maybe you can explain some questions I had that I don't think are explained in the musical. So, uh, it, so the basic story is this. It, it revolves around a character named Dolores Van Cartier. Okay, that's played by Whoopi Goldberg in the movie. Uh-huh. And she's some sort of like shitty lounge singer, right? And, yes. uh, and so the show opens with her singing. I imagine in the movie, she's singing some famous songs, right? Yeah. But, but in, uh, in the musical, they've made up some, some songs for her to sing. And yeah. she's singing those songs. And then, and Laura, you can correct me. Then she, after she's done, she goes to talk to her boyfriend. Now her boyfriend is, I believe his name is like Curtis Jackson, I believe. In the, sh- in the movie, I don't think his name is Curtis. Mm-hmm. I forgot what his name is in the movie, but I don't. I don't think it's Curtis. I can. I mean, I could look it up. But yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's it's Harvey Keitel. Yeah, is, but is it, the, yeah, I think Curtis is in the is the name of the, in the play. And then there's um, some stuff happened. Maybe you can help me. But then eventually, and I'm just doing the first act right now. Uh, Dolores walks in on Curtis murdering. Uh, somebody for who thinks has been talking to the cops about his underworld business. Vince. Vince is the name. Oh, Vince. Yeah, his name's not yeah. Vince. It's, it's Curtis Jackson. So, uh, so Dolores sees him kill this person. And I, now in the musical that we saw, it's not entirely clear since she is his girlfriend. It's not entirely clear why he wants to kill her because and this is, we're talking about the show right here is like if he if she's his girlfriend wouldn't he assume she has his back like it's immediately like okay go kill her well that actually that's what i was saying in the in the what's shocking is when you watch the movie is that it it it's shocking how close to the story the musical is it really doesn't give you a lot of explanations the movie mm-hmm. um the musical and the movie pretty much line up there's some, you know, slight variations in that, like, you see uh, a, a scene where uh, Vince or Curtis is um, leaving the the uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's apartment right after they had sex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as she's and talking about how he's not going to leave his wife and it wouldn't be the Catholic thing to do and stuff yeah. like that. And so you don't really see that in there. But um, Vince does get her a mink uh, uh, coat. Mm-hmm. and a purple mink coat and sh- it is his wife's uh, uh mink coat mm-hmm. and she does confront go to confront him about it and sees hit um the his henchman shoot somebody yeah. um in in the movie Whoopi goldberg harvey Keitel goes is everything okay did you want to 
you know, thank me for the coat? And she goes, yeah, yeah, totally. She goes, yeah, everything's great. So she, she walks out and then, um, her, and then Harvey Keitel's henchmen go like, oh, she's probably going to tell. She's probably going to tell on you. She looked very frazzled. And he goes, oh, you think so? Well, go get her. And if she doesn't, and we'll have a chat. And so then she runs away and runs to the police. And that's kind of, that's pretty much all we get. Okay. So. And that's pretty much what happens in the play. But I do want to talk yeah. about this right here. Let's talk about it right here. And then we'll get to the performances and stuff like that. Is she does, the, the way they directed this, there's a totally bare stage. And Dolores is running from the henchmen. And that the way she runs from them, and, and Laura, you can back me up or be a bit, do a better description is she essentially does a zigzag on a bare stage and that's how she gets away from them. Yes. And the movie, the only thing that the movie really helped with, well, one, one of the only things was, and they did not, I can't stress enough how much, how they did, how much they did not explain this in the musical, but that is supposed to resemble the casino that they work uh. at. So, oh, so in the okay. movie, Whoopi Goldberg is running away from the henchmen in the casino uh-huh. and she's running through the casino and she's like zigzagging around and the henchmen are following her. And so in the, in the musical, it's hard to tell because where they're in play, instead of having like people standing around and, you know, doing slot machines and gambling and stuff. It's just a bare stage. So like, yeah, it was, and they do not, this at the end too. And you're like, what, what, how are they not seeing her? But, so. but couldn't you put like easy set pieces? Like even if they put, yeah. like, because you know, in, in the, what's funny is in the open, in the scene in between um, her singing and the murder, they have the stage with tables and chairs and a bar even if it was that there, okay, yeah. and then she just ran through it, that would make more sense than, guys, I'm not even joking. There's nothing on the stage. There's, it's a bare stage with not a, pe- not one set piece on it. And she just runs, and when I say zigzag, it's not like you're thinking maybe football and she does like a zigzag and walks away. No, it's, she runs from the front of the stage to the back of the stage to the front of the stage to the back of the stage and she does that multiple times she, yeah she does it the length of the stage yeah almost like they're doing a snake like if they were doing a snake and then they're following her in the same snake and that's how she gets away from them you know what's funny though is that that seems very high school-esque but i will say i went and saw phantom of the opera no i went and saw les mis mm-hmm. in in london and there, and I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of the theater because there was a scene in Les Mis where the sheriff or the mayor, whoever the hell the guy is, mm-hmm. he, he decides he's going to kill himself. And so he jumps off a bridge and drowns himself. Well, in the play, they don't have a bridge. Mm-hmm. They just have, they, what they do is they have a rolling platform, but it's bare and they mm-hmm. have a light that they move around to make it seem like it's water. Mm-hmm. And they have the guy pretend to jump off nothing, land, fall on the ground and roll mm-hmm. around this rolling platform yeah. and pretend to drown. And I was dying. I was laughing so hard because I was like, Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I got asked to leave the theater. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Um, wh- there might have been some other reasons. Like I, I kept trying to leave and go to the bathroom during during the acts, and you're not allowed to do that. And then is that true? So other stuff, yeah. 
So, you know, I wasn't, they weren't a fan of mine to begin with, but Mm -hmm. I thought you were were saying that you were lying when you said they asked you to leave. No, they asked me to leave. No, that was the final straw. So, so I will say that even though that that's sad, I have seen it done at, at, you know, supposedly prestigious theaters. All right, that, that, we have to get into that story at some point. Cause I, I can't right now. But anyway, so okay, so then uh, she runs with the cops. She meets this guy named Eddie, who they call Sweaty Eddie. Do they call him Sweaty Eddie in the movie too? I didn't, I didn't think why. I didn't understand why that joke was so funny. Uh, yeah, I that wasn't in the that wasn't in the movie. That whole story wasn't in the movie. The uh. He's played by a like a famous '90s actor named Bill Nunn, uh-huh. who is like he just yeah he just they don't reference that they knew each other or that oh, anything happened. Yeah, so, so in the musical they knew each other. They she had, supposedly she had a crush on him in school or something. No, he had a crush on her. He had a crush on her, and then also is there because everyone should know there's a love story in the musical. Is there a love story in the movie? Not really, no. There's a scene where, um, because, you know, I, I don't, you also have to consider that Sister Act 2 happens and that's where Whoopi Goldberg is a nun. So you have to consider like, oh, okay. So she decided to go into and become a nun, which kind of doesn't make sense. But wait, is, wait, I've never the, seen Sister Act 2. So in Sister Act 2, she's not running from the login. She actually becomes a nun. She's a nun, yeah. She works at I I haven't seen that one in forever, but she she works at a, a a Catholic school, and so she becomes a Catholic teacher, and it's like full circle because the the first scene in the first movie in Sister Act is her being asked what the saints are, and she starts joking around and saying that it's the the Beatles, John Paul, yeah. mm-hmm. George and Ringo, yeah. And so she the nun gets upset with her and tells her that she's not going to mount anything, and then mm-hmm. it cuts to her you know singing at a at a casino in reno um so uh so then she starts teaching in sister act two she starts teaching at a high school <laughs> okay okay well okay. i don't want to get into the sister act two thing so back to the show so she meets this sweaty eddie and the love interest is gonna be for the musical and then he just said now this is the part explain to me from the movie they do not explain this in the musical why he's then like well you've seen this murder i need to take you to a convent in the musical that we saw he just takes her to a convent. Yeah. Like, there's no explanation as to why. Uh, is there an explanation in the movie why he has to take her to a convent? No. There's no explanation. In fact, the only kind of explanation it, they give a little bit is they he puts her somewhere that only he will know that she is because okay. they have a leak okay. in, the, in the department. And that, you know, uh, the... What's funny is, is that they, they, she goes to the police in the beginning, right? And she tells them, oh, you know, I'm dating this guy and, and, uh, I just saw him murder somebody. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta testify against him. We can protect you. Okay. And then they go, okay, I'll put you somewhere. No one will find you. And he puts her in the church. She calls, she calls him and says, I have to get out of here. And he goes, well, I didn't want to tell you this. But we have a leak. We have a problem with leaking. And it's like, so you can't protect him. So he puts her in the church, um, just cause he knows that because I guess she's, you know, such a whore and, uh, <laughs> and that nobody that, it, uh, Vince wouldn't look for her. Vince slash Curtis wouldn't look for her in the church. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, he, he, and he's technically the only one who knows that, that she, she's at the church. Yeah. So, okay. So then the musical happens and then, uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry. So then he takes her to the church, and then it's just. And I want to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, she's just a big giant fuck up. She doesn't know. And all, now all of a sudden, she's never heard of God or something like that, right? Like, yeah. The, she becomes the dumbest person to ever live. This character, and um, and then uh, the it's nun- almost like she's allergic to to like being a nun. Like any time in the way that they portray it in the musical, any time that they ask her to do anything, like that a nun would do she has like an, a reaction where she has to act like a crazy person uh, now lord i don't want to get into recapping sister act the movie but i do have to say is in terms of the, uh, the no story, no no. i was saying the musical. i know no no i know but what i'm okay. saying though in both in both if some if a cop told me your ex your boyfriend wants to murder you i'm hiding you in this convent i will come get you when it's safe i would be on my so best behavior okay but for some reason, and I, I'm assuming the movie like this too, uh, uh, Dolores Van Cartier comes in like a crazy person and needs to get out of here as soon as possible and is saying crazy as shit and doing that crazy ass things. And I'm like, she, she's the worst. I can understand why Mother Superior does not like her. She is, she, it's a little worse than a musical. I will say because I, I think at some point you kind of do see Whoopi Goldberg does kind of make it like, oh, once I think once Eddie tells her that there's a leak and that they've been having issues keeping witnesses alive. Yeah. She kind of goes, OK, I guess I guess I need to start acting the part. And she starts trying. But it's like she can't she can't, yeah. you know, like she just she's just not in her to be pious and so when she finds the so that's kind of why finding the the singing and helping the choir is so helpful because it's allowing her to not only just keep you know stay in the church but it's also allowing her to like find her place because she just doesn't feel like she belongs anywhere um but there is a funny scene and i'm sorry to go but there's a funny scene in the movie where because um in the in the movie which i don't feel like they really capture it in the musical i mean i know they have a song but mother superior is like very scared of the outside because of the black people and um she she's like no we shouldn't be going outside and Whoopi goldberg kind of rallies everybody to do more community service stuff and they you know help basically turn the community around and they, you know, uh, start doing like, uh, helping with, uh, cleaning up the, the community and stuff. And so this news crew comes and interviews people and Whoopi Goldberg is standing in the middle of the, of the, this backyard area, right in front of the cameras holding a baby and she like is just playing with the baby and then all of a sudden she happens to see the cameras and puts the baby in front of her face like oh my god i didn't know there'd be cameras there and it was like what are you talking like how did you not know that there would be did you not see the camera people setting up did you not like it was just such a weird so yeah so it it, they definitely kind of stretch stuff in the movie as well Alrighty. Okay. Uh, where were we? Where did we leave off yesterday with the other show? Well, no matter where we, I think I think I waited for you to take a natural breath. So let's just go on. Okay. <coughs> so, uh. I think you were. I think we were going over the movie. Yeah. No, oh yeah. <laughs> I was telling everyone. Okay. Everyone should know just for the in interest of honesty. Lori and I had to take a break. So this is now literally nearly twenty four hours after we recorded this everything up until this point. Okay. 
And so we're going to pick up where we think we left off, but I was talking about, I was, but I was telling friends about it. I go, I was doing, uh, I was trying to do a review of a high school musical performance of, uh, Sister Act, the musical, and Lori was doing a recap of the movie Sister Act. Yes. Well, I'm trying to show, I'm trying to, cause see, here's the thing that, that blows my mind is I yeah. feel like, I, I thought when I was going to watch Sister Act the movie, I thought I was going to be like, oh, so many questions are going to be answered. Yeah. No, not, no questions were really answered. In fact, I now have more questions. Yeah. So I feel like, to be honest with you, I, I kind of agree with you what you said in the beginning where I feel like the, it was the, the, it was stacked against them because the musical doesn't make sense. So. Well, you simplify the story that was already too simple. You know? Yeah. So now you make and you add more. like a r- romantic component that wasn't that was shoehorned in that makes no sense. So there's no so. romantic component in the movie. No, not really. I think that's where we left off on. To be honest with the last yeah. time, which, but no, like yeah, you don't they they don't mention that they used to go to school together or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They don't mention any any previous relationship. Yeah. There's a scene where Eddie goes, "I I I worry about you," mm-hmm. and then that's it. That's the only that's the only kind of quote-unquote romantic aspect to it mm-hmm. so now okay so now we're, we're basically covering what happens in the first act and what happens in the first act is then uh so now she's she's in the convent and then you know the in the movie then the mother superior is played by maggie smith who is she I mean, is she as good as i remember in the movie She's great. Yeah. There is a, there is a, uh, Maggie Smith is able to play like bitchy characters and make you feel sorry for them. Yeah. And I feel like that was missing in the, in the show. But I, and I said this when we were doing the, I said, I, that's Lori coughing right now. Well, thank God she didn't cough into the microphone. I'll tell you that right now. It's the grossest sound you ever hear. You would, you know what? I love how you turned the mic off here, but did, had no problem doing it live while the, the play is going on. She was coughing this gross cough. Right well, now. I can turn the mic off on my, on my voice. So, <laughs> um, I wasn't the theater sound system. I couldn't just cut in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should know. And we talked about this before, but just to be more specific. Whoever was, because they had body mics on them, but there's yeah. clearly somebody who's supposed to know the cue when to turn people's mics up and on. They didn't know that, right? They would always do it like a little bit, like 10 seconds into when they Yeah, so talking. it would sound like this. It would be like, uh, okay, so now Lori asked me a question. How was your Joe? Uh, how was your Joe today, Day? <laughs> how was your day today, Joe? Pretty good because I, uh, you know, woke up kind of late and stuff like that. Yeah. Or worse yet, it would be like, I was doing stuff with our lives, and then I went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, because you could kind of hear them, right? So yeah. it would be like, it would be like, listen, I don't want to be the head of any kind of choir, all right? If they want me to be the head of the choir, then you have to like, and you're like, oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was even less, but then, because it was teenagers, so it yeah. was like, I don't want to be the head of the choir, so if you want me to be the head of the choir, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> Very <laughs> yeah. non-enunciating. Okay. So I just want to get to the, the basic plot synopsis. Okay, and then um, uh, then there's a part where like the nuns all sing a song here, which is so funny. Let's talk about this right here because we're we're, doing, we're going big to little anyway. There's a song called "It's Good to Be a Nun." Okay, where all the nuns tell uh, oh yes, Dolores, yeah, why it's awesome being a nun. But one of the things I was thinking about later is. In the logic of the show, 
they can't sing. But yet they all sing beautifully telling her why they want to be a nun. No, the logic of the show is they can sing. They just haven't been able to, they just haven't been singing in a together. Uh, uh, it's uh, all uh, they've been singing individually because they're not, they ha- don't have good leadership. Oh, uh, so, okay. That makes sense. All right. Then, uh, then they go to a song. Now I want to talk about, you know what, Lori? I'm going to talk about the plot of this song, but let's revisit this because it's an important song for us to talk about. It's called When I Find My Baby. It's sung by the character uh, the the Well, her, her we forgot friend. to mention when we when we talked about It's Good to Be a Nun how like the third verse everybody forgot and then they just picked back up at the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> then all the nuns like for some reason everybody was just kind of like it's good to be a nun <laughs> oh and then i forgot to mention so i i i think i would be mother superior the act the girl who because she was just god love her she was trying she was trying a little too hard i think if i was in high school i would have been one of the henchmen Really, I yeah. think you would have been the the gay priest who came in and gave like. You know what? You know what? I might have been. You're right. You're right. I might have been the gay priest too. Anyway, uh, so so then there's a song called we, "When I Find My Baby." We will get to that when we talk about the specific actors in the show. Uh, I could be that guy. Is Eddie Sweaty Eddie the cop singing a song about how he wants to date Dolores? Right. Yeah, he wants, well, he wants, not only does he want it, cause there's a story of him, how he, he like lost his gun or he couldn't shoot or something happened. And so he, in general, he wants to be a hero. He wants to be like yes. a guy yeah. he wants that to be a guy Dolores that would date, but he wants to be a hero. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then after that, then they go back to the convent and at the convent, um, this is when Dolores has the choir. She teaches them how to sing. And then they sing some songs that are so super forgettable. But the end of the act is that uh, now the nuns can sing. Dolores has gotten them. And the gay priest loves them. And that's the end of act one. Okay. Yeah, they're filling up the church. And then they have, for which I don't really feel like is explained but they have some kind of like donation thing oh yeah they're trying to raise money for oh because oh that's renovations uh, yeah there's because there's these gay um florists or something interior decorators antique dealers antique dealers that want to buy the church is this the same plot in the movie too no no there's no uh there's no uh thing in the movie where they're talking about gay antique yeah that makes no sense and also again this priest who comes in he's basically just exposition Mm -hmm. so he's just walking in to give like a background of the movie or of the musical yeah could not understand a word he was saying well we're not at the actors yet we're not acting actors yet we'll get okay yeah 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 there's the, the, the gay priest so uh, yeah, so but so I that's I'm just saying that because I I'm guessing that it was antique dealers who wanted to buy the church yeah. because they liked the way that the church looked, but they were able because the singing um was so popular that people were starting to come into the church and they were able to raise like over five thousand dollars. Well, that's <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing that saved the church. But the other thing yeah. too, I, even though we're not doing, I want to talk about this now because we're talking about the antique the gay antique dealers. Is um, later you learn in the musical that the gay antique dealers were so impressed by the nuns singing that they want to donate the money they were going to spend on the church to the church. 
right? Which oh, makes I didn't no, even. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even remember. Which makes that. no sense. Which is like, oh, before I was gonna spend money and get something, but you know what? I heard these nuns sing, and I'm just gonna give you the money and get nothing in return. Yeah, it just seems weird to me. Like I've never known a business person to want who wants to buy a building to be so uh blase about wanting to own the building yeah. to the point where they're like, not only that, but I'm gonna give you the money. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that, obviously, there's a criminal enterprise there because they're trying to get some kind of tax exemption. Well, to me, that could make sense. But then, I mean, the, the church was desperate, desperate to not be sold, and they wanted to get the church. So you're saying that you were making these desperate pleas to these gay antique dealers, and they were like, no, thank you. And then you're like, but they sing, and they're like, take my money. You know? Well, because the way they were making it seem in the musical and then someone in the movie is that, like, these nuns are like, if they go outside, they will be murdered and raped and like all this awful stuff will happen to them outside because the outside is such a, has so many seedy characters. Yet they desperately need people from the outside to come into the church. So it's like, but don't you how think, does that work? But don't you think they have, someone has to go buy groceries? You know, they have to be in the world somewhat. Well, that gay priest does it. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in the movie that, that, and the story doesn't make sense. All right, when we come back to the second act, it does, it, it goes pretty fast. Essentially, what happens is there's more singing by the nuns. They're super popular. Then we see, um. But Mother Superior is not happy because she really, she likes the old way. Yeah, of she's, doing she's not happy with this, which even though it does, that doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense in the movie? Because in the play, it's like, wait, I was a okay. You're right. It, it, it makes less sense in the play because you're saying that there's no element in the movie about the church being sold, right? No, okay. not that I. I mean, yeah, yeah no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. In see the play, anything. there's a thing that um, the church is. They're going to lose the church, and she's very upset because she cares about these nuns. So you're telling me uh, the Whoopi Goldberg character comes in, and even though he, she bothers you, she's just done something that has saved the church that you're so worried about, and now you and your nuns don't have to move, and you're like, yeah, but they're singing, uh, um, watered down, they're not even doing rock songs that we know, like, made up songs about Jesus that are completely not offensive, uh... This is another thing where it's exactly the same. Maggie Smith leaves... The church, she re- requests for, uh, uh, to be, to be put into another church. And, and, and the, coincidentally, this is around the same time, same time that Whoopi Goldberg is getting moved because they feel like her, uh, where people, her, people know where she is now. So her mm-hmm. location's been compromised. Mm-hmm. So, um, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg's like, you can still stay. You can still stay and, and help the girls. And she's like, no, it's a different world now. I don't, I can't be, I'm in the old way of doing things. And it's like, there, to me, it's just, it's a weird, I feel like it's a hint of racism where mm-hmm. it's like, I just don't like this urban way of doing things. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's slightly racist. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it makes less sense. It makes a little bit more sense in the movie because you know, mm-hmm. it's Maggie Smith, but yeah. it makes less sense in the musical. Uh, okay, so then there's a really good number where the henchmen sing a song about how they're going to seduce some nuns. Um, which yeah, never, that was really cute. It is really cute, but it never they never actually do try to seduce nuns. No, 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 and they never they never like go to the church. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> they they just they just go. To the, you know, also what they don't say 
in the in the in the musical is that the church in the movie is in San Francisco, but everybody else is in Reno. So the police, the gangsters, all of them are in Reno, but the church. Oh, I is didn't in, know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, oh, okay. but they play in in the musical. I think they place they place everybody in Detroit. So it's it's uh it's not it's so that's why because remember in the first part they were at that bar and the henchmen were there. Yeah. And she sees them and she leaves. That didn't happen in the and they go to a bar, but they didn't they they weren't like you know, almost caught by the henchmen. So in the movie, oh, now I'm playing into this movie recap. In the movie, how do they, how do they find out that where she's at this, at this random convent in San Francisco? Oh, this is hilarious. So remember when I told you that they had a leak, quote unquote leak problem. So there was a bad police officer. Mm -hmm. So, and Eddie was supposed to be the only person who knew Mm -hmm. about the, uh, where she was. Well, this guy comes up to this, to his, Eddie's partner and says, where's Eddie? I have to drop off some, um, bills or something. And he goes, Oh, Eddie had to head out. You can just leave him for me. And he goes, well, Eddie told me to just leave him for him. And he goes, ah, he goes, ah, but I gotta go. So he leaves the, these like folder full of receipts and they're all receipts for the convent for, I guess, stuff that the, that the nuns needed or Mm -hmm. I don't know why they, they didn't really explain why they were paying the nuns. So then that police officer turns out to be the bad cop. So he immediately calls Vince and tells them where he, where she is. And that's it. Okay. So anyway, you know, just to wrap up, because there's not much story. There's a lot of songs, but not a lot of story left in the act. So essentially what happens is pretty simple is the, the gangsters all go try, you know, Dolores, um, the Pope, for some reason, the Pope is so turned on by these nuns, he wants to see them perform. But, but she's gonna be moved before the Pope, and then the Mother Superior, she sings a song, and then the quiet nun, she sings a song, and, and then Dolores comes back, just walks in, and is like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conduct the, 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 the um, the choir. And now in the play that we saw, she was dressed like a floozy. Yeah. Right? She gets redressed as a floozy because she's leaving. So yeah. of course she has to put on, which is weird because it's like, you would think it would be like a prison thing where it's like outfit in, outfit out, but it was a completely different outfit. So she somehow got a new outfit and put it on to leave the church. Well, don't you think that they would also say like, look, it's the fucking Pope is here. Why don't you just leave right after the Pope performance? Yeah. Well, no, because remember Maggie Smith doesn't want, because it's the Pope. So Maggie Smith or Mother Superior's character wants, thinks that the Pope wants to keep it the way it was. So she's the one who's telling Whoopi Goldberg's character to leave because she's like, look, we need to show our best foot forward, even though the reason the Pope is coming is because of. Because they think Supreme Song. The same thing in the movie too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Same thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, so then the, the, there's a horrible, we're going to get into the, when we get into the specifics of the show. There's a, the, the, the criminals show up, there's a horrible chase scene, and, um, but Eddie, see, this again is logistically different than the movie. So, the well, yeah, movie, there's, there's a bare stage, and the nuns are standing in plain sight of the gangsters, and one, they're all dressed like nuns, except Dolores, who is dressed in her floozy costume, yet they can't tell who Dolores is. 
But we think it's because she forgot to put on the costume. Because there's a line at the end where they say, look at you, you're trying to pass off as a nun. And she's dressed in her floozy costume. It's like, I don't think you know what a nun looks like. Yeah, and then anyways, right when Eddie's going to kill, not Eddie, when uh, Curtis is going to kill uh, Dolores, uh, Eddie shoots him in the arm. And then all's well that ends well and the show ends, right? Because in the, okay, so in the movie, mm-hmm. they kidnap Dolores from the San Francisco church, mm-hmm. fly her back to Reno to the oh, casino. Really? Okay. Then, then they execute her, but then they go to execute her, but they can't execute, the henchman can't execute her because she's a nun. So they're trying to figure out ways to kill her and they can't, they can't get, bring themselves to kill her because she's a nun. Oh, is she in her so, nun habit? She's in her nun habit. Yeah. Why did so, they keep that in the play? That seems like a very. Yeah. So while this is all happening, mind you, mm-hmm. the nuns convince Maggie Smith that she's one of them. So they charter a plane to Reno, go to the casino and try to save her. Meanwhile, while all that's happening, the henchmen are trying to figure out how to kill her. So like, it's really weird. So, and then she's able to escape. Um, and she runs around and then that's when the nuns are there. So that's why the musical had that confusing way where every, they thought that the nun was Whoopi Goldberg because the nuns show up as Whoopi Goldberg escapes. So all Mintz and the henchmen and all of them think that each nun that they come across is Whoopi Goldberg's character, but it's actually one of the other nuns that just showed up. Okay. So. There, when we're talking about specifics, I'm going to look up because I, because you know, for instance, when I was going through the soundtrack, they cut, um, one of the, at least one of the songs. And I have no idea why. And so I'm wondering if they changed, uh, the plot of the musical for this. So here we go. In act two, meanwhile, Shank thinks up a new way to get to the convent. Okay. Dresses nuns. Shank and his, oh, no, this is completely different. Okay. They, they changed, okay, this makes sense with this fucking Fakakta school. Listen to this. Okay. This is from the, this is from, oh no, this is from, okay, that's, oh wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, this is the way the Broadway production ends, right? There are two different plots. I guess they changed the show between England and New York, right? Okay. But this is what yeah. it says. Because Whoopi Goldberg's right now going to be in the West End production. Oh, she is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Meanwhile, Jackson thinks up a new way to get into the convent. Okay. Dressed as nuns, Jackson, Joey, TJ, and Pablo sneak into the convent. They find and chase Dolores. The nuns see that and they all prepare to protect Dolores. Mother Superior, however, is adamant that they stay and call the police, prompting an outburst from Sister Mary Robert who tells her that she won't be quiet and take orders blindly anymore, that she's gonna help Dolores. The other nurses agree, the nuns, the nuns agree, another, I'm sorry, the other nuns agree and all of them go through running through the convent looking for Dolores. It all comes down to a final confrontation which Jackson, armed and dangerous, tells Dolores to get on her knees and beg for her life. However, all the sisters and nuns stand in front of her. Now, that does happen. Telling Jackson that she will have to go through them first. Okay. Jackson's about to start firing the nuns when Eddie comes in and fights Jackson off. There's no fight. He arrests Jackson and his boys and Dolores and he share a kiss. Mother Superior and Dolores come to a truce and accept that perhaps they are not so different after all. The show ends with all the nuns and eventually the entire cast performing for the Pope. Uh, the cast then performs Raise Your Voice as a curtain call. I was thinking this when I was sitting there. Had I known this show, right? Uh-huh. Had, I, had I known this show. And if we ever go see the show again, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pack a, a Pope outfit in a bag, right? What? Yeah. I'm going to pack a Pope outfit in a bag. Oh, no. And okay. then 
when it's time for that, I'll leave the theater and you know, I'm going to the bathroom or something, right? And when I come back, I'll come back in as the Pope. Oh my God. And sit in the audience next to you. You should dress as okay. a nun. I'll pretend like I don't know who you are. You should dress as a nun. All right. So that's basically the, so I'm going to read through the sister act musical synopsis later because I, I get the sense that they changed a lot for this play. Cause I have no, cause those, in fact, based on what I see in this play, uh, and we're going to, we're going to get into specifics right now. It would have been great to see those henchmen dressed up as nuns. Yeah. Because that whole song that they did talked about how they they were dressing up, going to dress up as nuns. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. All right. So let's talk about each character and their performance. First and foremost, let's talk about the star of the show, Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg in the movie, played by a junior Asian girl. In this production. I thought she had a great voice, to be I honest. I have a different opinion from you on this, but go ahead. Go, give me your review Your review of her performance. I thought she had a great voice, and I thought she did the best she could with the material that she had. So that's all I'll say, because I feel like she was kind of pigeon-held a little bit. Well, so. look, yeah. I mean, there are, there are parts that I'm like, well, she shouldn't have been doing this, because A... Um, the show is just written, and, and I hate to say this, not that a black, a non-black person couldn't do this, but the show is very, almost specific that it's a black woman, right? Yeah. And even though, even the lines would be hard to pull off if you weren't a black woman, right? And, uh, so you have this somewhat probably demure Asian girl, uh, Trying to be like a sassy black woman going like, I'm a whole lot of woman, you know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's not, I actually just did it better than she ever did in the show. I I feel like you did an impression of her because I feel like she said that at some point. But she also like, I feel like the language was weird too. Like I was actually shocked at some of the stuff they kept in. Like at the end when she's leaving and she gives uh, the sister Mary Roberts her some boots and she goes, those are F me boots. <laughs> and I call those F me boots. And she's like, what, what's that? And she goes, well, that means F and she's like, you know what? Never mind. And I was like, Oh my God, they kept that in. Yeah. Like, I there, just was there like, was some weird stuff they, they kept in. Yeah. And then um, I thought her performance was lackluster. I felt she had, the problem is that it, it, look, regardless of race or anything, here's what I'll say. Regardless of race or any other thing, it needs to be a very charismatic actress in that role. And she has no charisma. Her voice was okay. They had her doing some runs. They didn't sound good when she did runs. You need to believe that this woman can just sing her heart out. And I didn't, she was, she was the kind of girl that sounds good in the shower. She was the best singer in that whole production. I will say. I disagree. Okay. I will tell you who I think the best singer was, but I, I don't think it's her. But she had no charisma, and so she didn't sell it for me. Uh, you're right. She, there was some problems with enunciation, especially when she was doing her lines. And so everything just sounded like this. And but also, I will say note. the musical itself had so many words. Like it was like they would they had they had like three or four scenes in between where no songs were had. Like yeah, it was like it, they just had to set up exposition. But here's the deal, Laurie. We've already established this. They they should have never picked this show. This is a show that a high school unless you know I could see a theater arts high school pulling this show off. It's a shitty show, but they, they had no business doing this show at this at yeah. this high school. Next, uh, Mother Superior. She was played by just sort of like a a dumpy white girl. 
Uh, uh, excuse me, a very intelligent, very thoughtful, very uh, funny, very uh, sweet white girl. Dumpy white girl. <laughs> well, I'll change it. I feel bad for saying dumpy. She's very matronly. Which would is you- me. I would I would have played this girl in high school. Uh, you probably would have. But you would have been better at it. Uh, she was yeah. a terrible actress, terrible singer. Uh, again, zero <laughs> charisma. The charisma of uh, a statue. This girl had no charisma. Who did her makeup? I didn't even know she had old lady makeup on until she was standing right next to me. Oh, see, I saw that. I I just, I feel like they were, um, again, I feel like she did the best she could with the material and the circumstances she had. Yeah. And I thought that she got better singing as the show went on. Like at the end when she did that high song where she mm-hmm. sung... Like in a high verbal, I thought she did a very good job with that. But yeah, throughout the show, I feel. But then also, like she had issues where like the backing track played at the wrong time, yeah, so she had true. you know. So it's like stuff that she couldn't control. I'll say, I'll give her this: she was average for what I've seen from high school theater production. She's just very like Dolores. I just. But then sometimes she would channel Maggie Smith and get like a British accent. We were like, when did that British accent just happen? Hmm. Yeah. Um, next, I know you've been dying to talk about, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Next, we have Sister Mary Robert. Uh, she was, she's the shy, isn't she the shy girl? Yeah. She's this, she's the shy one who has the beautiful singing voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were your thoughts on her? I thought she was good. I thought she, I thought her voice was good. I felt like at times she maybe missed, she didn't necessarily have like control over her vocal range, but I thought she did a very good job. I thought she did an amazing job. Uh, A plus to Sister Mary Robert. I thought she played the role well. I thought she sang very well. I, she has a solo song towards the end of the show and she nailed it. Uh, she had the emotion. She had the, the right charisma for that role. She pulled off that song. I believed in it. I knew who she was in the stage, even though there were a bunch of nuns. A plus Sister Mary Robert. Now the one you've been waiting to talk about is Monsignor O'Hara, who was played by like a, uh, a very soft-spoken African-American boy <laughs> from the high school. Yeah, he, you could tell he was nervous, which, mm-hmm. you know, kudos for him for getting out there. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just felt like for some reason his character was, the way it was written was like he had like almost like omnipotent uh abilities where he was like, where he would come in and be like, we're, we're we're getting a, a, another nun to the convent. She's in, she's hiding out because she has, she witnessed a murder and you gotta be careful because she's super sassy. And it's like, what, how would you know these things? Like, yeah. it just was so weird the way that he, his character was set up. But yeah, I just, I felt like, um, I felt like he just ran through the character, but well, again, I he just ran you know, through the lines. He'd be like, uh, like, you try and do your best Maggie Smith, and you be the middle superior, tell me something, we'll improv it. I just don't feel like she's in the right place. I think you need to be more compassionate, um, Mother Superior, uh, because, you know, she comes, you have to think about her, and also think about the church, where the, the gay antique dealers, they want to buy the church, and I actually have to be focusing my energy on that. All right, good day to you, Mother Superior, goodbye. I'm going to go buy some food for the church. <laughs> That's really what it was like. And he was mic'd. That was the one person that did have the mic on. Yeah. You still couldn't hear him. 
they always got him. Yeah, they always got him. (laughs) I think, yeah, it was weird. Uh, He was terrible. He was terrible. All right, next we have. I I wouldn't say terrible because he tried. I don't want to ever say terrible for these. Well, you could be the nice. You could be the Paulo Abdul. Okay. You're next, a shining star. Yeah. Next is Curtis Jackson. That's the 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 um, Dolores's boyfriend and the leader of the gang. Uh, your thoughts on him, Laurie? I felt awful for him because his big number they kept screwing up. First, the backing track kept skipping. Then the mic kept going in and out. It was just like that kid was like singing up a hill. Like he he did such a good job, and I felt so awful for him. I don't know. I feel like, to me, I feel like the people who should be really, like, ashamed are the people who were running the, 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 you know, the lights or what. It's like, at some point, you gotta be like, okay, let's just get handheld microphones because this obviously isn't working. Yeah. But, uh, he was horrible. He had literally zero expression in his face. Zero. Zero. I don't even know why they cast. There was nothing threatening about him. Nothing frightening about him. When he, he has an, he has one of the best songs in the show. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about Eddie. Never mind. I thought you were talking about Eddie. I thought you were talking about, um, cause it, uh, you're not uh, talking about the cop. No, I'm talking about Curtis. What? I'm talking about Curtis, the head of the gang. Didn't you say Eddie? Nope. Oh, I thought you said any. Oh, Curtis. Yeah, he, but I did read that this was his first time doing any production. Uh, apparently. So you could tell that he was very nervous. I thought he had a very good singing voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, I felt like he tried his hardest. I thought he had a good singing voice. I feel like if we saw him maybe in like another, like two years, he'll be, he'll have a lot more confidence, but you could mm-hmm. tell it was just, he was just nervous. Well, he looked, yeah, he looked, you know what he looked like when he was doing it? As if he was walking on the street and someone put a gun to him and said, you're going to be getting a musical right now in 20 minutes. You better fucking sing You better this song. fucking do this. I got your mom tied up in a closet. He, he had this frozen look on his face and it looked like, like a deer in headlights. He was like, yeah. I'm going to kill this girl. I'm going to kill this girl. I'm going to kill this girl. And you're like. I was like, no, he's horrible. Now let's he, talk. He about- definitely did look like he was like, if the girl showed up, he'd be like, ah. <laughs> he I did. also love the uh, the whenever they would show the henchman and him, they would show him at this like brick wall, faux brick wall, uh-huh. like they, you know, with graffiti on it, like they were like these badasses who hung out, yeah. by this brick wall, and the brick wall had uh, the, the worst prism. graffiti, yeah. Graffiti from uh, the um, Pink Floyd album, The Wall. Yeah, The Wall, and I was like, "Yeah, you know those uh, teenagers when they when they graffiti, they always got to do the the prism." Yeah, like, they, oh, they have to do a fifty year old album, and that's gonna be like we're gonna. Oh, oh my god, we better get out of here. This is the 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 Pink Floyd. The well, it's obviously think a very on the nose graffiti to do because it's a wall. And like, well, yeah. what kind of graffiti do we put on there? Well, let's do the cover of The Wall from Pink Floyd. They probably were all like high five. I, I get a sense other. that they recycled it from like hair or something like that, or I don't know, from some other. Oh, musical. they could have, yeah. yeah. It was a recycled set. All right, now you talked about Eddie before, Sweaty Eddie the cop. Um, do you want to have any more to say about Sweaty Eddie the cop? You said no. I just felt awful for him. I think he, if my star performance, um, uh, and hold on, uh, I think that, I think he's the star performance of the show. I thought he was a really good actor, you know. Um, his voice was not that strong, but it wasn't, and we're going to get to this in a second. 
um, the acting was so good that you didn't care about his voice so much. I'm not going to this to see a, a real Broadway show, you know? Yeah. But he was he was actually a really good actor. And I was surprised because he looked older. He He's was only, earnest. He was definitely going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was good. I actually they, they did a really good job casting him. The problem is, uh, not the problem, it's a good thing, but he looks older. He's only a sophomore. Did you know that? No. Wow. Yeah. He yeah. Guys, he looks like a senior. Um, he's only a sophomore, so I think he has a bright high school musical career ahead of him. Good actor, um, singing voice, but a good dancer. Uh, I think he was one of the, the strong points in the show. I can see that, yeah. Now, I'm going to do the next three characters as one character, essentially. It's the henchmen. It's TJ, Joey, and Pablo. Uh, your thoughts on them? Yeah, they all had, like, one personality, but they were all very... Like, you could tell they were shy, but they were cute. Like, the now, my question is, the one guy, was he... Did he not speak English? Was that why everything he said was in Spanish? Laurie! Oh, my God. No, well, first of all, in the musical, the character only speaks in Spanish. I've listened to the songs, and the joke is that he only sings and speaks in Spanish, right? The okay. guy spoke the worst Spanish. That was what was so funny. I was laughing hysterically. He'd be like... No, por favor, por qué quiere uh, matar um, Dolores? You know, like he clearly does not speak Spanish in real life. Well, that shows just... you how 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 wide I am. That I was like, he sounds fluent. <laughs> uh, and then I will say, and I think these guys are a lesson. They were clearly having a lot of fun with their roles, yes. had a lot of fun on stage. They had the three henchmen have a song. In the show, where they talk about, I think it's called "Lady in a Long Black Bra- Lady in a Long Black Dress," where they talk about how they're going to seduce the nuns. Yeah, because they know how to talk to women and get yeah. women to tell them what they want. And none of these guys could sing, right? No. None of them had good voices, right? Well, the Asian guy, I felt like he actually had like a good voice. Yeah, towards the end, he. Maybe. I just think he was nervous. Okay, but what I'll say is they fucking sold the they hell out job. of this number. They did a fantastic job, and I leaned to Lori. And I said, this shows you, you don't have to sing well to do well. Like, yeah. They had fun with the number. They really sold it. They didn't, they weren't the best singers. They could carry a tune, but the audience went crazy for the song. They could, they could tell the kids were having fun with it. Great job by them. Great, great job. Um, the nuns, all of the nuns, uh, your thoughts. I actually like the nuns. I thought as a, here's the thing. I thought, it was an interesting dynamic because I felt like it was like in the movie where as a whole, I felt like they did better than by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they would taper off and have one scene, I felt like they were okay. But as a whole, I felt like they did a really good job of harmonizing, mm. but they did forget the, <laughs> they did forget their lyrics halfway through that one, their one song that they do. Yeah. So I thought that was a little, eh. but yeah, I thought, I liked uh, I liked all their songs. I thought they did a good job. All right. Um, okay. I have the key. So let me do that. Cause I know we're, we're wrapping up. But I set the piece so bad I have to do it right now. I'll be back. Okay. While we're talking about this, I'm watching a YouTube video about grooming dogs. It's this thing I found online called My Favorite Groomer, and she grooms dogs. That's it. Just letting you guys know. Uh, 
Luke Stamen said, I feel like this would be enhanced by video. Yeah, well, we could do maybe like a live feed thing. Um, that would be interesting. I kind of feel like I would like to see that, like to start doing that. So what's going on with you guys? I can picture Joe doing the deer in headlights kid impression and made me lol. I think he wants video of the talentless children. <laughs> Probably. I had a dream last night that my girlfriend and I broke up. It was really weird. We broke up, but then we were we were taking care of a dog that wasn't ours, and the dog kept trying to escape, and then come to find out it was Joe's dog. We were watching, and we trapped it in the bathroom, and then I woke up and I had to pee. So, that was that dream. But yeah, we were like, well, we'll stick together until we have... Uh, was it over the cat? No, but thank you for reminding me. I have to make an allergy appointment. Shit. I have to do that after today, because I have to get my allergy shot. No. Although that cat is getting younger. You know, I say it as a joke sometimes, but I saw she was feeding it today and I was like, what are you talking about? The star's cat, my girlfriend's cat. I would say it as a joke that she's, the cat's getting younger, but she was feeding it today and she like showed, FaceTimed, turned the camera over to look at her and the cat looked younger. And I was like, oh, come on. That cat is ageless. All right, here we go. All right, Lori. So uh, let's talk about uh, – so that's the specifics. Were there any specifics that we missed that you wanted to mention? Um, let me think. I feel like they – well, we talked about how they had like a lot of exposition mm-hmm. and how they had like scenes where there was like no songs in between – Mm-hmm. This like they would do like four or five scenes where there were like no mm-hmm. songs. Um, I also felt like they were trying to make use of the side stage, mm-hmm. which I felt like maybe was like it was harder to hear because a the microphones kept cutting in and out, so you couldn't really hear what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would just say that the sem- the the not semantics, the dynamic of the sh- of the stage. And the the way that they had it staged, I felt like w- could have used some work. So that's that's it. All right, I think I pretty much said everything. I mean, to me, it was like a C level high school musical show. Now again, this is our first one, so maybe I'll see other shows and realize it's more like a B. I don't think it'll ever be an A, but I think maybe I'll go to like a B minus or B if the other shows are bad. I just think this was like an average. Horrible I think I'm gonna production. upgrade mine to a B. Oh really? Because. I feel like I feel like a lot of the troubles again as I said was that the stuff that they couldn't control. And I felt like they kind of powered through all of the technical stuff, you know? So I feel like that I feel like they deserve some credit for that. I don't. So. C. Okay. And I might give you a C minus. All right, well, good for you. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Breaking Legs, the very first episode, episode 1, Sister Act. Uh, be sure to join us next week. And every week as we continue to just rip apart – well, I continue to rip apart High School Musicals. Lori, for some reason, thinks everything they do is fantastic and wants to give all of them a trophy. Yes. 
So uh, we I, we don't have a sign off yet. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>